Hello, sir. <laughs> long time no see. <laughs> hey, so we're, hey, we're back again. It's been, how long has it been, man? It seems like it's been a while since uh, I see yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> we just pulled a Rogan, didn't we? Back to back. So uh, if you haven't seen part one, I was a little bit more sober then. <laughs> But as Mike's quarterback list continued, I drank more and more beer because I knew this one was going to be probably our last show. So, <laughs> But, hey, remember, this is airing the first day of SEC Media Day. So we, as this is being put out, we are in Atlanta yeah, right now right. talking to these coaches, talking to these players, talking to any media personality that will give us a time of day. Yeah. And hopefully we've not been thrown out of the event by this point in time. You know what? <laughs> It's a good shot. There's a good shot. No, uh, I, I'm on good behavior. I'm clearly not drinking down there uh, that much. But uh, <laughs> again, but uh, we're we're gonna have a good time. We are having a good time, and uh, uh, who knows who we're gonna run into. But as soon as we can get someone at the table here, you better believe we're gonna be putting them on the pod. Yeah, no doubt. And let me tell you, Shane, because you're gonna have to do this too. Yeah, I haven't thrown. I haven't told you about this yet. When you're a credentialed media member down there, yeah. you get to vote on how the SEC is going to finish out. Ooh. And you don't have to make it public. Some people do, some people oh, don't. Oh, I'm going to. I'm making mine public right here on record, video podcast. Already tweeted it out on the drive down here. People are mattering, damn it. <laughs> so, hey, I at least owe them an explanation. Right. You know, a little bit longer than a tweet. So. You ready to break down my SEC Media Days ballot for 2022? Absolutely, and I'm ill prepared, so I do not have my list yet. <laughs> but I'm ready to critique yours. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, you want to go SEC East or SEC West? Mm. Let's go. Let's go East first. I okay. think that one's a little less muddy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, speaking I of know. muddy, let's start. I don't know. <laughs> now that I'm th- rethinking it. No. Let's, yeah. Let's do the East. Let's do these. Speaking of muddy, right at the bottom, I mean, yeah. everybody's number seven. No disrespect. Vanderbilt Commodores, yeah. year two under Clark Lee. Still got a long, long way to go. Haven't won an SEC game in two seasons. So, yeah. I mean, you just – there's no – if anybody puts Vanderbilt anywhere other than seven, they're not taking this ballot legitimately. Exactly. And that's not to say – we've been on record, man. When the win total came out, mm-hmm. it was one and a half. We said, hell, hammer that thing. Yeah. And it's it's moved to two and a half, three. And all the sports Come, books. You're because, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> because we got respect. We know yeah. this team. They're going to be improved. That's and right. I'm not saying they're going to go win this again. I I think there's an outstanding chance they win a conference game right. this season. But I don't have faith in them uh, climbing the SEC ladder just yet unless someone above them kind of falls apart. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen here. I mean, Vanderbilt is a rebuild, and it's a slow one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they. I mean, they – they stripped this thing down to right. the core, but I do think they got the right place people in place. You know what I'm saying? They right. got the right staff, the right administration. They're they're buying in. Uh, I'm I'm even seeing videos of the locker rooms getting improved. I'm like, what? What's going on down there in Vanderbilt? Right. So, you know, it's little things, and you're going to see it over time, and and it's going to be a slow build, but it is. I, I think we see improvement every single season that Coach Lee is down there. Yeah, it's no just doubt. unfortunate to your two. Now, number six, I'm probably going to get this wrong, Shane, because when people doubt this team, mm-hmm. they play above expectations. When you give them hype, they fail to meet them. So, yeah. hey, I'm giving, I'm doing them a favor. They're, uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm motivating them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Missouri Tigers, <laughs> number six. Psychology. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I love Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, just recruited the best class in program history. Uh, on the last podcast, you know, 
singing up praises of the receivers they got to work with. Yeah. They developed running backs down there. I got faith in Brady Cook, who I think will be the quarterback. Yeah. The defense started to turn the corner late in the season. It's just, I don't know. It, it I think it says more about the teams above them than it does them that I've got Missouri sixth in the East right now. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but, again, I do like the schedule uh, right. of Mizzou. That's one reason I can see those guys moving up this list. Um, that and there are so many question marks coming out of there, especially at quarterback. Right. So, uh, who who steps up? How does it look? How does this thing play out? I, I got faith in Coach Eli. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this next crop that you're getting into, this is a tight race. This is one game can move you know, the bottom to the top kind of situation. So, um, yeah, I could see Mizzou there. Not on my list. But well, on here's yours. where I'm going to lose you. I'm going to lose an entire oh state. Oh, my gosh. Kentucky, number five Oof. in the SEC East. I think people are a little going wild on this Will Levis hype train. Yeah. He's not a first-round pick, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is. I don't like the weapons they've replaced that they've yeah. lost. You know, we tout them as developing offensive linemen because that's what they do, and they've done, they've done a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. But they lost their three best, all in the NFL, both the tackles and the center. I mean, those are the three linemen you don't want to lose. So it's tough right out the gate. Yeah. I think the defense, you know, there's they have probably the best linebacking core in the East. Right. But that's not how you have an elite defense, in my opinion. It's defensive line, it's defensive backs. I, yeah. They're very questionable in the secondary, in my opinion. They're inexperienced on the defensive line. I think the defensive line will be solid. The, the front seven will be solid. Yeah. Again, this says more about the teams above them. And he, here's the main issue, and I struggled with this for months because I didn't want to just throw this out there. Yeah. They go to Florida. Yeah. They go to Tennessee. They host Georgia. I mean, is it crazy to say they'll lose all – If it's not wild to say they'll lose all those games. No, not wild, but I and, think there's some coin tosses in there. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. but that doesn't even count. Going to Ole Miss, yeah. who's been in, you know, very good under Ole, Ole right. Lane Kiffin. They lost to Mississippi State again. They got to host them. Yeah, That's always a great game. South Carolina, much improved. I mean, they're, them and Missouri is always a toss-up. I mean, this right. this is not like they're mm. a cakewalk. So I got I got Kentucky number five. <laughs> I'm ready for the blowback. Yeah, he also got Ollie on his way down to Atlanta right now. <laughs> Ollie, pull over. I'm going. I'm going to help you out here. Because Mike's usually wrong on these lists. So um, I I can see where you're coming from, but you know this is a Kentucky team that I think has improved in a lot of areas. Now, obviously, you you, you talk about Wandale. You talk about Rodriguez up against the ropes. We don't know what that situation is. There's a chance that this thing could crumble a little bit. But with what I've seen Mark do, you know, while he's been up there, as he, he's not really disappointed. There's there's some games that I think Kentucky would love to have back. Right. But this is a team that typically finds a way to win. Whose phone? Is that, is that your phone? No. I thought it was an ice cream truck. I was about to get up. <laughs> <laughs> Cut this pod short. <laughs> No, I just. I, but basically, I'm saying I, 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 I think they'll go. Saying. I think they'll go about seven and five. Yeah, it's not a bad season. 
But to go from ten wins to seven is a bad. But season. if they win the bowl, then it's eight. So we're really talking like a. Well, that's true. That's how competitive the East is. I think this year. I don't think last year was Georgia and everybody else, and Kentucky. You know they they obviously finished second. They deserve that. I'm not trashing the program. I just think the other programs are on the rise. So that's kind of how I'm justifying it. It's a tough one, man. That's SEC Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so he before hey, I could get trashed all day for that. Yeah. South Carolina number four. Okay. Because I I love South Carolina. I think they're on the rise. Obviously got some issues on on the line of scrimmage, but I think they got Cam Smith, who may be the best corner in the SEC. We love Spencer Rattler. We love the running backs. We love the weapons. Shane Beamer's a upset machine. Yeah. Put so much emphasis on the special teams. You know, I think I think this is the problem with South Carolina. People, and they did this with Arkansas last year, and it always pissed me off. People look at the schedule, and they go, "Well, they got to play Georgia and Texas A&M. They got to go to Kentucky." That doesn't mean it's an automatic loss. If that was the case, Arkansas would have been a four-win team last year. Yeah. You know, they won nine football games. So I don't go too heavy on the schedule because every SEC schedule is tough. Yeah. And just because we have an opinion of, of such and such team in the preseason doesn't mean that's going to be where it is by the end of the season. I think South Carolina is on the rise, and they continue that upward track. Do you think do – So do does that dog. Yeah. Do you think that, that they moved up your list after we got off our optimism? Definitely. Yeah, I, I think – because I could tell, Mike. I, you know, I think if, the, if we would have been doing this list prior to some of these detailed reports that we've been putting out, I don't think you would have been as high on South Carolina as you – I think you would have at least had Kentucky and South Carolina switched around here. So, so basically that's what you're saying is – And that's the one I really struggled with. Yeah. And see, everybody's – that game's in Lexington this year. South yeah. Carolina at Kentucky – yeah. So they just say, oh, I'll, well, Kentucky will win. Yeah. And Kentucky has dominated South Carolina. That's another reason Kentucky fans will be pissed off. But just because you've dominated doesn't mean – You're hey, going to continue. Hey, Kentucky, they didn't. They lost 40 years in a row at Florida. <laughs> they can win there now. Yeah. They lost 30-some years in Tennessee. They want – you know, right. things happen. You know, the, and, and, again, I'm not saying Kentucky's horrible. Right. South Carolina's amazing. I mean, it's probably like a one-point game, yeah. coin flip type game. Right. In Lexington, those that's a hell of a fan base, but but give me the give me South Carolina on the road, and I think that's the difference here. Man, that's I can hear it now, Mike. I, there's South Carolina fans aren't even up; they're upset that they're this low. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because the optimism coming out of the East, that's why it's kind of tricky. Because you talk to Florida fans, they think they're on top. You talk to a volunteer fan, trust me, buddy. We're competing with Georgia this year. You know what I'm saying? Right. You talk to Kentucky, they're gonna. this is their chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm sensing a lot of optimism. But the problem is there's going to be some programs that crash and burn. Yeah. And, and I think if you're, if you're right in your prediction and Kentucky walks away with seven wins, there's going to be some pretty upset fans up there in Lexington. They're going to be ready for basketball a lot quicker right. than most. So do you think that there's a shot – I mean, well, we'll continue because I, I want I want you to finish the East, but I I do want to ask you some follow up questions with some of these lower tier teams that you got. Now here is probably another wild card. It's probably gonna piss you off. Number three, Tennessee. This, this show's over. <laughs> you know what? I'm turning this shit off. <laughs> I'm no longer listening. Hey, like and I don't Kentucky. think that's that big of a leap. I mean, I I I wanted to put Tennessee number two all off season, but. I just can't pick them to beat Florida. 
They never beat Florida. Yeah. Alabama, they haven't beaten 14, 15 years. I don't think they can compete with Georgia. So right there, you got three losses in right. the SEC East. And that's before going to LSU. We don't know how good LSU. LSU might be one hell of a team. Yeah. They got to go to South Carolina. They got to play Kentucky. I mean, this is not an easy road. Right. Um, now, I think Tennessee, again, I think they'll have one of the best offenses in the SEC in the country. So I could be dead wrong. But I don't know how far that defense is ready to go this year. I got major questions about Tennessee's defense. But, uh, you know, again, two through five. I mean, you could talk me into anything, yeah. but I just sit here thinking about it. I'm not picking them to beat Florida. How, yeah. how can anybody pick them to beat Florida? So that's three SEC losses I'm looking at right now. You can't have three losses. You know, it would be difficult. to. to Florida's going to have to drop all these games for, for Tennessee to be better than them. Man, this is this is not how I wanted this conversation to go, Mike. I was <laughs> I was thinking in my mind because obviously I'm thinking about my list as well. Yeah, and it, it it's tight, you know, between Georgia and even Missouri. I mean, you can't rule Missouri out. There's a real shot. Missouri's the second best team in the East. You know, all it takes is a couple good games. Right. So it, it's it could go either way. So what is your? Obviously, you got Florida next. So no. I know I do. I, do. Uh, I was going to say, I <laughs> <laughs> got in this box. So, what, 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 I know it's just, you, you talk about history of the program and stuff like that. And obviously, Florida has always been a, a monkey on our back. I it's, think they're in Tennessee's head. I think they always are. I mean, because even last year, Florida sucked. I mean, let's just call it like no, it is. The game there wasn't was, really even that close. And, and there was plenty of opportunities for us to win that thing, and we just kept hee-hawing around. And it felt like it was the last game Florida really played right. until Florida State. But I don't know, man. What, the thing what with separates Florida. them? What, what, is it quarterback play? Is it defense? AR-15, again, yeah. put him high on my quarterback list. I think he's going to explode. I think everybody, again, we go to the schedule talk. They get Kentucky early in the year. They get them at home. Mm -hmm. Nine out of ten people are saying Kentucky's going to win that game. I don't think it's in Florida's DNA to lose to Kentucky. I think yeah. that's why Dan Mullen's got his ass fired. So I think Billy Napier's going to have his boys ready to play to beat Kentucky week two. That's why, That's another reason I got Kentucky a little bit lower. I think they're going to drop that game. And I think it's perfect. Everybody, everybody outside of Gainesville says Florida's going to lose to Utah week yeah. one. I don't have respect for Utah. Yeah. Like an SEC team. Come into this heat. Come into this humidity. Gators could lose by 40 points. Yeah. Billy Napier's not on the hot seat. Right. He's playing with house money. I think they upset Utah. I think they beat Kentucky. And that snowball will get rolling. I think they, again, I think they'll beat Tennessee because they always beat Tennessee. Yeah. And and we'll get to the West here in a minute. But I, I think, think I, I think Billy Napier's going to take that LSU game personal after not even getting considered yeah. for that job, being at Louisiana. Uh, you know, doing so well at Louisiana. So, I think they're doing well in the crossover, yeah. too. I think Florida got in your head. That's what I think <laughs> happened here. Because I, I could see it – I mean, obviously, I could sit here long enough and start seeing it the way you're you're saying it. Right. But, uh, and this is a big gamble, no know, doubt. In my mind, I just – I think Kentucky has too much talent. I, I think – I love the scheduling that they have. So, you're telling me if you were to take Kentucky's roster and Florida's roster – you would take Kentucky over Florida because I wouldn't. No, not roster. No, not not roster. So I like Florida's but, roster better, and they host Kentucky. 
Yeah, but you're you're still talking early in Napier's right. season. You know, there's 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 going to be some. You see, with every new coach, there's there's things they're going to have to work out. Mm-hmm. The starting eleven they put out there against Kentucky, I guarantee, will not be the starting right. left. You know, four or five weeks from now. So I, that's part so of the. So basically, factor. you got more confidence in Mark I, Stoops right out the gate to have his team ready to play. I think he's better than coached. Billy I think, Napier. I think I think it comes down to coaching, and that's why I like Kentucky out of the gate than and I do Florida. Right. Now, five, six, seven weeks into it, yeah, we may have a different ball game. But I think right out of the gate, the reason that game is so competitive mm-hmm. is because Mark is ready. Yeah. You know, Kentucky's always ready, and and if we can clean up this Rodriguez thing, buddy. I mean, it's going to be tough for me to say that Kentucky loses to Florida. And how about this, Shane? I mean, this might be extra motivation besides this podcast. <laughs> if Kentucky beats Florida week yeah. two, Mark Stoops all-time winning as coach in Kentucky history. So those players are going to want to whoop Florida's <laughs> yeah. ass in that game. That's you right. know what? There'll be some celebrating after that one for <laughs> sure. They beat them last year. You know, that's yeah. a, beat them two out of four. This this isn't a team that Kentucky's afraid of anymore. In fact, Tennessee's more afraid of Florida than Kentucky is. Right, right. Um, and I like Tennessee's roster better than Kentucky, but I still would like my chances with Kentucky based on scheduling and mm-hmm. and just the talent that they're bringing back. It's a it's a senior. It's a little bit more seniority on right. that roster. So obviously Georgia number one, yeah. no debate yeah. there. No, I mean they're losing so much on defense, but they're just loaded on that side of the ball. Yeah, Stetson Bennett, world's worst quarterback. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's got the yeah. seniority. He's a coach on the field. Yeah, I'm on record. I think South Carolina yeah. upsets them in Columbia, but that I think that'll be their only loss. Right. I think they cruise in the East once again. Just just the best overall talent and Kirby Smart. You know, we give him credit for being a, a, a great coach, and not a lot of people do. Right. Uh, he, he, his recruiting has just separated that program from everybody in the East. Absolutely. And the, and the joke on the quarterback was off the last pod. So, <laughs> if you're wondering <laughs> where that came from, I, I, went to, I went to bat for Stetson because I think it's another run for Georgia. Excuse me. Oh, man, I got to stop drinking. Yeah, you got Stetson winning another national championship yeah. and a Heisman. Dude, put him in, man. I mean, I want a winner. You know what I'm saying? I could care less how fast he runs, how far he throws. I want a guy that doesn't lose games. Right. And that's what Stetson does. And it's not pretty. You know, it's not – nobody's going to be telling their grandkids about the mailman, you know, but they are going to be showing them the national championship rings, and they got a perfect opportunity to get another one. Yeah. All right, so let's jump to the West, Shane. We're not making any friends with this yeah. pick because there's a hell of a fan base, but I don't know how you put anyone else here. Number seven, Auburn Tigers. Yeah. Just given everything. And, again, you know, I think Auburn is probably a top 30, top 35 team in the country. But this division, yeah, I mean, you could be, you could be top 25 and still be number mm-hmm. seven in the West. I mean, that's how brutal it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, they lost all their coordinators, new quarterback, offensive line is in – up in flux receivers i got no confidence in any of these receivers <laughs> i just i don't know i mean i think it's going to be a tough tough year for auburn and, and i hope they prove me wrong you're you got your auburn cover you got your auburn I'm I, know, I, know, I know you're a big auburn guy so you may have issue with this one but and they're talented yeah they're talented what, Tank Bigsby. what did they suck at last year quarterback play wide receiver play they went out and they fixed it you know yeah. it wasn't i mean it's not ideal 
You know, there's no big giant names on the outside, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this kid play. Right. But I'm telling you, at the end of the season, this Auburn team's going to look a lot better than they did last year. And and Tank, man, one of the best running back groups. Uh, Tank's on this magazine for a reason. I keep looking at him. He's <laughs> he's, he's a wonder. I, I love this running back. I, I think he's perfect. He is he is NFL all over him, you know. Yeah. The problem was I think they, they just they, – they put too much on him. Yeah. You know, this wasn't – Tank's team, you know, and, and I think they're going to be able to pull away from that a little bit and let him play. And, and so we we're not going to see those loaded boxes up. So here we got an Auburn team that you got seventh, and I, I don't, I'm not high on them, but maybe it's that optimistic show or something like that. But I, I've, I'm, I'm coming around on them a little bit. And this is a team that I could see moving up the list, especially if they come in there with that uh, us-against-the-world mentality. I mean, we've seen that. I remember a couple of years ago when LSU had that, that locker room meeting, you know, where I'm like, what the hell is going on down there, you know? <laughs> but they came out and they played better. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So maybe this is what Auburn needs is, is to get kicked in the mouth and shown that they're – they're not just going to get the wins. They're going to have to earn them, and and they can easily do that. They got plenty of talent on there, and what they what they got at quarterback and the running back, uh, the defensive front. I mean, that's a you talk about a machine up there. That, that's a that's an organization that keeps putting talent in the NFL. So I I like Auburn. It's just it's tough for me to buy in because yeah. I'm still hurt from last year. I lost a lot of money gambling on <laughs> Auburn last year. All right, number six. I mean, here we're getting dicey. You could you could trade six and five, in my opinion. Yeah. I hate to even do this. We'll do it, Mike. I mean. Ole Miss, number six. And a lot of that, you know, they lost all their coordinators. They lost their star quarterback, all, all their running backs, key receivers. Yeah. Defense, you know, all the linebackers gone. I mean, there's they're just replacing so much. Now they attack the transfer portal. Right. Portal King down there. Lane yeah. Kiffin got so much respect oh, for Lane yeah. Kiffin. Flipmas. Now they they play you know their schedule lines up well they could be six and oh seven and oh yeah the back the back half of their schedule is brutal they have got to beat Kentucky if they're going to climb up uh, if they if they lose to Kentucky that's their first SEC game yeah. at it's at home but if they drop out one they're in for a very I think rough year if they win it maybe yeah. maybe another nine ten win season so this is- I just don't know what to make of Ole Miss. I think this is the benefit us podding all the time, you know. It's like eventually I'm going to get to Mike, and I think I got <laughs> to him, you know, because you were a little higher on Ole Miss at the start of the offseason. I think you kind of backed off a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I made so many good points or if you're just starting to see what I see, and that's that, that Ole Miss got – I mean, Ole Miss was a sneaky – talented roster last year and they lost some key pieces and I don't think people give Matt Corral near enough respect than he deserves and I think it does show on the next level but he was a focal point of that offense I mean yeah. I think of the, I think about the game we went to Tennessee and Ole Miss mm-hmm. if if not for Matt you put in any other quarterback we probably won that game right but he single-handedly beat the shit out of us with and his that's, legs that's kind of why I'm putting him yeah. low because I just he's just an impossible yeah player to replace nothing against the new kid coming in from california but he's got to prove it to us first right. before i can move him up the list for sure so again number five almost interchangeable five and six but i'm going to lsu yeah and i think it's just because lsu i know they hit you know another new coaching staff transfer portal yeah kind of same issues but the players that are coming back i think are a little bit better at lsu than Ole miss right and that's kind of the deciding factor Got a lot of respect for Brian Kelly yeah. and and everything there, 
But again, I think whoever the starting quarterback is is going to break out. Mm-hmm. We got Kayshawn Boutte. We got a defensive line that may be the best in the West. I mean, there is a lot to like about LSU. I may even have them too low at number five. You got, you're starting to convince me, Mike. See what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm a little. I was down on LSU, not quite Auburn down, but I was for for quite some time. But you know, we start picking through this roster and uh, the talent that's coming back, the way they they hit the portal themselves, and. and you know, because they lost a lot when Coach O left. That was they all. It was mass exodus. Yeah. But Kelly was able to piece together a pretty sweet roster here, and I think, you know, there's not the sexy names you're used to down in LSU. But I think at the end of the season, we're going to look and realize that hey, man, they still got four and five star talent down here. Mm-hmm. They just haven't had quite the opportunity, and I, that's one thing I like about Kelly in this new regime. It's a new chapter, man. Just a fresh start. Let's let's mix it up. This ain't going to be the same. This ain't your Papaw's LSU team. Right. This is going to be a high scoring offense. This is going to be a, a, the the defense that you're used to. That especially the defensive front um, and that secondary. Godly, not enough people talking about LSU secondary. So this is another one of those sneaky rosters that I think can move up the list based on just scheduling and and playing together because there's so many new faces on this roster. You know, it's I think it's one of those that. Two, three, four, five games in, maybe. But man, they right out of the gate, Florida State. So it's like yeah. you're gonna have and to the first SEC game. It is at home, but it's Mississippi State. Sink. Tricky, tricky game. Absolutely. They have got to win those two if they're gonna have a great season. Yeah. I don't have a ton of confidence just because I don't, this the uncertainties yeah. that they'll get. The, and that's that's me. I'm I'm all for moving LSU up this list. It's just there's too many question marks to yeah. to say okay for without a doubt they're gonna be second or third or fourth. You know. Mm-hmm. So we'd go right there, number four, Mississippi State. Yeah. Which, again, you might even talk me into them being a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. They've returned more production mm-hmm. than anybody in the in the conference. Yeah. Mike Leach, we know he's a damn wizard back yeah. here. Best quarterback in the country. <laughs> yep, Will <laughs> Rogers. I mean, he's going to throw, again, for 10,000 passing yeah. yards. Yeah. They're going to be in every ball game. They, they always got a tricky schedule, yeah. but as long as there's no ref shenanigans, they'll win all these games. Yeah. Memphis is on the schedule. We're, we're, we're getting a shot. We're, redemption is coming, my friend. But Put all your money on that I, one. And I've even probably disrespected the defensive coordinator, Zach Arnett, a little bit this offseason. Yeah. He's a hell of a coach. Wasn't happy with how the defense played last year, but I think they returned a little bit to form. They're very thin on that side. Right. Otherwise, I'd probably have them a little bit higher. But as long as they can force turnovers and, and steal some possessions, Mississippi State, very, very, very right. dangerous team. And that's one of the things about the Pirate. You, you look at where he's been, what he's been able to do. It's never been overnight. But yeah. I think Mississippi State picked up quicker than any of his programs. And, mm-hmm. and all that, a lot of that had to do with Will Rogers. I yeah. mean, here's a kid, like you said in the last show, grew up to this type of system. This is what he was built for. Right. And it really started to shine. And now there's a lot of, there was a lot of young talent on the outside. It finally started to merge towards the tail end of the season. And we saw it with a couple of games that went Mississippi State's way that probably wouldn't have mm-hmm. week two or three. So this is a program that progressively got better throughout the season. And it amazes me that more people aren't on the Mississippi State train because I'm telling you what, this is not a team I want to face. Mm-hmm. This is a team that can go toe-to-toe with anybody in the SEC. Now here's – I love saying this, where I might lose you. Yeah, you've been, you've been saying that everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. I'm just not as high as everybody else. Texas A&M. Oh, God, Mike. And I think they're top 15, borderline top 10. 
But I'm seeing preseason like top five. That's a little rich for my blood, my friend. Texas A&M, a lot to like about the Aggies, of course. One of the best rosters in the country. But, hell, they had one of the best rosters last year, too. And What don't you like? Just I don't like the, Jimbo Fisher, his recent history. Or hell, basically the last eight, nine years of developing quarterbacks. Yeah. So we're sitting here saying if a quarterback emerges, yeah. we've been saying that since he got there. Kellen Mond never took that next step. He was there right. for three years. Last year, everybody loves – they love saying – pointing the finger at Zach Calzada and saying three-star, backup, his, his problem. That was Jimbo Fisher's guy. Kirby, yeah. Kirby Smart tried to steal Zach Calzada. He's, Zach Calzada from yeah. Georgia tried to steal him. The fact that Kirby wanted him, the fact that Jimbo wanted him, I mean, this is – let's not make did it out hear, like he's some garbage did player. Did you hear – you remember when he talked about – there's a clip mm-hmm. floating around where he was – he was on cloud nine. Forget everybody else. He yeah. was so high on Calzada. Right. I, and he said, these coaches out here trying to steal my quarterback, yeah. like blah, blah, blah. This is my guy. <laughs> We're going to work him. And now, now all of a sudden – and he was there for three years. I know. If I he know. was so terrible, I know. you know, Jimbo – that's Jimbo's job is yeah. to coach up these quarterbacks for three years. He's not working. Haynes King and Max Johnson have not been there for three years. Now, they may be more talented. Yeah. Connor Wigman, the freshman, he's – hell, he's only been there six months. They may be worlds more talented than Zach Calzada, but Jimbo Fisher, that's the, the knock on him. He, he puts too much on these quarterbacks. Yeah. His playbook's too thick. So that's going to get better with a quarter, quarterbacks that have not been there this long? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm scratching my head. And, again, we're saying three in the West. That could make you a top 12 team in the country, <laughs> top 10 yeah. in the country. Right. This is the best division in college football. And, uh, Am I the Calzada of this podcast? <laughs> Been here what four years? I'm not developing anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I got A and M number three. I love A and M. I'm on record. I'm, I'm, I'm on an in. island here. Most people, I, I got them number two. But I did the same shit last year, and then you know that's the comments you always see. It's like if you say anything positive about Texas A and M, it's like yeah, but we did that last year. We played this game, you know, and you fell short. Now, obviously, there was a quarterback change with mm-hmm. the injury, and and I don't, I just, I think Jimbo. I hope he learned something from that, but there's a reason there's a move at the quarterback. Calzada is not the future of Texas A&M. You know, he goes out here, he gets Johnson. It, maybe it's Haynes. You know, I don't know how the we don't know how that thing's going to play out. But that's my only drawback with Texas A&M is a quarterback. And right. if they do get quarterback play, they've got just as much talent. They as can Georgia. win the West, dude. They can win the. The damn national championship. Yeah. This is a, this is it. And we've talked about it on other podcasts. There's no reason Texas A&M compete. So having and, them at and third. And that's the one other thing. Their defensive line, nothing but studs, nothing yeah. but five stars, yeah. but freshmen and sophomores. That's that is a, a tough ask in right. the SC, again the SEC West. This ain't the ACC. Yeah. yeah. The Big Ten, the Pac. You put those guys on the field, they'll dominate. Yeah. In the SEC, it's not a guarantee that these freshmen will come in across the board. There may be one or two or three even that could be stars right out the gate. But even that is asking a lot. I don't know, man. I'm just – I am high on Texas (laughs) A&M, so this is clearly not my list. I'm in love with them. So, um, yeah, I I see what you're saying. And the quarterback thing drives me nuts. If we had a little more clarity at the end of spring, I would feel better. But I I have – Honestly, by the end of the spring, I was more confused. By I know who, that's who what the I'm quarterback's saying. Gonna be. That's that's exactly what I'm saying, and and that doesn't that gives me pause 
I'm putting any expectations on on Jimbo and 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 the Aggies here, but you know, if 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 we have another season, Mike, if we have another season like we had last year with yeah. Texas A&M, and we're talking third in the West, these fans don't want third in the West; they want first. Right. If we're third again, I mean, what what does that mean for Jimbo? What does that mean for? I mean, did do you do anything? I mean, the NIL's no, kicking off. I mean, you still got your recruits <laughs> coming in. Everybody's paid. Everybody's happy. But there's, you know, eventually somebody's going to point the finger. It's like that old Mark Rick saying, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, ten wins are great, but we want to win a national champion. We want to win the SEC championship. Hell, former same thing. Right, you know, right. after you, if ten wins aren't enough, eventually you get complacent and you want you want the next chapter. So. I mean, I doubt he's on any type of hot seat, but if he finishes Let's see where the recruiting class is. Let's see how the quarterbacks are. Yeah. Because maybe it is the freshman, Connor Wakeman, and maybe he's incredible, but it takes like to week five. Mm -hmm. Then we're just – I mean, hell, they may be preseason number one, and we'll be right back here a year from now. I'm in on them, but if they they hurt my feelings again (laughs) – I'm out until Jimbo proves it <laughs> yeah. to me. So now maybe again, I'm probably I'm pretty biased about number two here. So maybe that's factoring in. Okay. But I got Let's Arkansas Razorbacks. I, I love, love me some Sam Pittman, yeah. KJ Jefferson Hill. Just compared him to Tim Tebow, I said Vince Young. We're talking two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I know. I mean, that's my opinion of KJ. Yeah. Bringing back four or five on the offensive line, bringing back our three running backs. Now on defense, we're replacing a lot, but they attack that via the transfer portal. And Barry Odom, I just think, is the best defensive coordinator in the SEC. You're in love with him. I yeah. think he'll have that unit ready Do you to go. Are you in the group text or something? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Their special teams are elite. Yeah. They're just gritty. They're tough. They they're don't fun. take shit. They're, they're physical. They're, they're a freaking family, man. Yeah. This is this is your boys. You know, when you got in a fight growing up, you called your boys. Well, they're coming from Arkansas. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> These guys are close-knit. They're all together. They're all in, and they make each other better. And I love Arkansas. I do. It's just talent-wise, obviously, you're leaning a little more toward Texas A&M. But right. when I'm looking at quarterback play, there's not a tougher quarterback in this country than K.J. Jefferson. I mean, yeah. this guy is an absolute animal that wants to – it doesn't matter. He's one of those players that you might find out at the end of the season he has a broken fibula, you know, right. but he didn't tell anybody because <laughs> he didn't want to miss a game. You know, and this, this will be the first time in three years they don't play Georgia. Yes. So they swap out Georgia for South Carolina. South yeah. Carolina, Missouri, I mean, you, you ideally you want Missouri and Vanderbilt, but yeah. – that that's a hell of an East draw too, you know. You, there, you don't get you don't have to play at A and M. That's a neutral field game, yeah. of course. So what about the BYU game? You think that's a factor? Well, I mean, even yeah. if you lose it, that don't factor in the SEC standings. Yeah, so that's true. I don't got a ton of respect for them Cougs. Yeah, those twenty eight year old Cougs. <laughs> but they were so good last year, you know. Uh, now I'm with you. I'm I'm I, I love Arkansas, I, and I'm I've been on record saying that this is. It's like when we were in the dumps, Tennessee fans. So was Arkansas. Right. It's like we, we buddied up while we were down there, you know. Mm-hmm. And and now that we're both on the rise, Arkansas <laughs> moving a little quicker than we, we are. But um, I, I think it all starts with quarterback play. And I like I like KJ. And I just – I think Arkansas is a, a dangerous team that you don't want to play. Right. You know, you don't. Even Alabama, you think last year it got in – I mean, it was one possession. And, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately Arkansas didn't get the last shot there. Right. I accidentally stared in the lights, so I'm right yeah. there with you. I'm I'm blinded. I'm <laughs> but of course, so Alabama yeah. number one. I mean, yeah. any list that doesn't have Alabama number one is is Buddy. not worth anything. You know what I mean? I mean, this is the preseason number one, mm-hmm. and I almost you know I was going to try to be too bold here. I was going to say Georgia over Alabama, 
in the SEC championship. Yeah. But I can't even talk myself into that. I could see it. I, I don't – because, you know, teams change by the end of the year. Yeah. I don't want Georgia fans going into this thinking they got no shot. I think they got a hell of a shot. Oh, yeah. And they've got that monkey off their back with Alabama. They know they can beat Nick Saban yeah. now. They beat him in the game that matters. So there's a lot to like about Georgia. I think they can win in Atlanta. But I have to cast my ballot. What I just told you well, a little while ago. Well, no, that was on the last episode. Bryce Young. Yeah. Last year was a failure. Why was it a failure? Because you didn't win at all. Right. So they are motivated. This is a revenge season. They got Will Anderson. They got Bryce Young. They got Warts from last yeah. year. I pointed them out all off season. Yeah. I'm trying to give everybody else hope. But at the end of the day, they got the greatest college football coach of all time. Yeah. They got the best quarterback. They got the best defensive player. And they just got a loaded, Dude. loaded roster. And you haven't even mentioned it. Just revenge. This right. is a revenge tour for Nick Saban. That's mm-hmm. that's I think out of everything, my biggest concern with Alabama is the fact that they're not the top dog. Right. People are people are going to pick them. You're picking them. You know. But there's a lot of people down here that are going to talk about the defending national championships and the Georgia Bulldogs. They're going to talk about Texas A&M and all the recruits that they're getting in down there. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody's talking about how great Alabama is anymore. They're talking about the quarterback. Right, but that's it. Maybe Anderson, yeah. But you know, right now they're 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 not the headlines anymore. Right, and I think that's dangerous because this is a dangerous program, and this is a coach that doesn't like losing. This is, I mean, you listen to anything, even that he talked about them pick. I don't up even basketball think he games. knows he's won a game. You know, no, he he could he's <laughs> so, he. Nick Saban never took a day off, brother. Right. I could see him at that lake house right now. It's a war room down there in the basement. You know what I'm saying? With Kirby's head right there with a bullseye on it. He is he is out for blood. There is blood in the water, and he's coming after it. And that's what scares me about Alabama because here you, you hear it from Saban, but mm-hmm. you're hearing it from the quarterback. Yeah. You know? When the Heisman and disappointed – you know, that, that tells me a lot about the brand and the mentality they have down there in Tuscaloosa. So, right. that just makes for great football, bro. And I love the way they attack the transfer portal. They don't go heavy on it. Right. But they say, we got four or five deficiencies. Let's go get us an offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Let's go get two receivers. Let's go get LSU's right. best corner. Like a grocery store. Let's go get Jameer Gibbs, the, <laughs> yeah. the outstanding running back from Georgia Tech. Right. So, they strengthen their team yeah. without massive turnover. They get those NFL free agents out there. It's a, it's a, it's. I don't know. Maybe it's. I don't know. The more I talk about them, the more scary they could become. You know. Right. I don't want to face Alabama either. You know. That's why the West is. I mean, you look at it. Here you got LSU uh, down at the bottom. You got Auburn. But you know anything can happen. Any right. given Saturday in the West. That's why the West is so dangerous. Mm-hmm. The East. The East is slowly becoming it. You know, for a long time it was always the West and then the East. But now you got Georgia up top and you got this this group of guys from Mizzou to Kentucky to Florida. You don't know what's gonna happen there. You know, you're starting to see that come around and it's right. just this year is gonna be so unpredictable. Right. That's what's so fun about this season. How many times we go in the season we're like fucking Alabama's gonna win this thing again, you know? <laughs> we ain't saying that anymore. Right. You know, and that's that's what I love. It and nothing against Nick Saban what he's done for the last 10, 15 years, but the fact that we're going into a, a college football season and not knowing who's gonna win the SEC championship, come on, baby, <laughs> sign me up for some of that. So hey, 
perfect start to SEC Media Days right here. Yeah. And who knows, after all these interviews and everything, we may change all our picks, but the pick's got to be in. So yeah. that's my picks. I'm, I'm sticking with it, and uh, I'm ready to get all kinds of blowback that's yeah. coming my way. <laughs> what about Shane putting a list in? So as soon as I get mine in, I'll tweet it out so everybody can see it. But I'll, I'll subtweet it so it's like way down there at the bottom <laughs> and nobody sees it. It'd be like Mike's and then – I can't believe you had Kentucky so low. Yeah. 